0: If you have your Bibles tonight, let's turn to the book of Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. You know, talking about uh, the power of the, of the word of God, the power of our God that we serve. Uh, one of my favorite verses that I, that I find, it's uh, actually used through the Bible uh, in, in Isaiah 40. And uh, we're going to be down in verse 28 and following, but uh, over in verse 8, It has the the grass withers and the flowers fade, but God's word endures forever. I just love that verse. I love being able to depend on God and be able to know that he is true, he is just, and everything about him we can totally, totally just immerse ourselves in and not have to worry or not have to have a concern about how much we get into God. The more we know him, the more we love him. And uh, the more we see that we have a need for Him. Uh, Sometimes the more you get to know something, the more you may realize you don't like it too much. But with God, it's it's very different. The more we get to know Him, the more we realize we need Him in our life. And that is something that's very special, I believe. But we're going to be focusing in on uh, verse 28 tonight and following in Isaiah chapter 40. And we'll begin reading. It says, uh, Do you not know, have you not heard, the, ever, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of all the ends of the earth, does not become uh, weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might, he increases power. Youths, uh, though youth grow uh, weary and tired, and vigorous men may stumble badly, yet those who wait on the Lord will gain new strength and will mount up with wings uh, like eagles and they will run and not get tired and they will walk and not grow weary let's pray father god uh, let's ask you lord as we gather together lord that we would just focus on your word lord may it uh, bring uh, new life into to us lord as we read it a better understanding of you and lord uh, help us to uh, be able to hear and uh, apply and go out, Lord, uh, different people for you. And we ask this in your name. Amen. We uh, take a look at this as uh, one of the questions that says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? Uh, it is one of those things. You, you're you sitting there and somebody has some really great, important information for you. It's It gets your attention. And uh, here uh, they're trying to get people's attention here. And uh, it's... Uh, the question right before it in verse 27 says, Why do you say, O Jacob, and assert, O Israel, that my way is hidden from the Lord and that the that the justice due me escapes the notice of God? It says, Do you not know? Haven't you heard? Haven't you heard the greatness of God? Haven't you heard that how mighty and powerful that he is? I think sometimes we forget about how big God really is. We forget about how great god uh, can be and there's evidence in that there's evidence uh through the through the church uh that uh we have forgotten the greatness of god and i'm not saying robert O. baptist church i'm saying the church as a whole and we have uh definitely gotten off the beaten path the the path that god has laid down for us we have so many churches deviating to the right and to the left, God God tells us to stay on that straight and narrow. And uh, he says, broad is the way to destruction. You know, easy is not always the best way. Easy is not always the best way. I remember playing board games as a child. I was reminded of this when uh, all of our family got together for the 4th of July and celebrated my dad's birthday. And we were gathered around a table and, Uh, The younger kids, they were playing a board game, and I was watching how they were moving pieces. And there is one thing that I remember a teacher telling me when I was in uh, elementary school. I don't remember much of that, but I do remember this. I was playing a board game uh, with them, and I thought I would be clever because it was one of those that you find the answer out, and then you try to get your piece to the other end so you can tell the mystery. Well I figured it out while well, I was trying to be clever and zigzag through the board and she said if you go straight to the to the end if you go straight and stop zigzagging so you get there a lot sooner and you won't have all those chances of getting caught the chances of missing the opportunity to share the mystery that you have and it's always caught my attention through a study of God's word it's all, there's portions of this that it's called the, the great mystery. And it is so wonderful to know that God puts it in there for us that we can be on that straight and narrow. And we can be as a church family to be that w- in that direction and be able to share the greatness of God with this world. We, we're, it's, we, couldn't talk, we, we don't have enough time to talk about what's happening in the world. You guys know. It's just, uh, it, it is chaotic out there. But God is the one that makes it all straight. Um, going back and just looking at that question, have you not? Uh, do you not know, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth does not become weary or tired and his understanding is inscrutable. You know, to kind of understand where the author has gotten to that point, we go forward uh, in the in the chapter or backwards in the chapter here to the beginning and in verse uh, let me find it right here it's in verse 10 it says behold the Lord will come with might and his arm will be ruling for him And behold his reward is with him and his recompense before him like a shepherd he will tend his flock in his arm he will gather the lambs he will carry them in his bosom and he will gently lead the nursing ewes and he says his the, he, he I keep on stuttering sorry says who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens by the span calculated the dust uh, of the earth by measure and weighed the mountains in balance and the hills in a pair of scales who has directed the spirit of the lord or who has uh, his counselor uh, has or who has his counselor has informed him it says with whom did he consult and who gave him understanding and who taught him the path of justice and taught the path of knowledge and informed him the way of understanding as in our And are regarded as a speck of dust on the scales. Behold, he lifts up the islands like dust, even the Lebanon is not enough to burn, nor its beast enough for a burnt offering, and all the nations are as nothing before him. They are regarded to him as less than nothing and meaningless. Now this isn't talking about God considers all this stuff just nothingness. He doesn't consider us as just mere nothings. Some people read that, and it is uh, some of it's kind of discerning to them, uh, concerning to them. But what it's talking here is God is so great that what is all this that He has spoken to existence? It is so little to Him in compared to just size matters. You know, it's talking about like going uh, to go to, to lift something. We know that there's a certain limit to what we can lift. We know that we can walk up and do things. I've always had a little uh, funny thing I did with youth uh, with an egg. Some of y'all have seen it. Some of you have experienced. Logan, you might have even experienced at one point when the youth group. But we used to take eggs and we'd tell them with two fingers, hold that egg on one end, on the the tips of the egg, and try to break it. Well, for most kids, you can't do that it's the way it's built it seems impossible but you know an egg you can take it in your hand and just crush it i always told him i was like look i said god and his power he can just it's this stuff is nothing for him it doesn't take a lot of energy it's, it's not over him it doesn't over exert him or anything i said some of some of you, you look at God like he can't do it, and you look at him like these two little fingers that can't crush an egg. And it's about impossible. It takes a, a pretty good a size adult that's pretty strong to crush an egg with two fingers standing on end. It's just the way God made them. They're very resilient. But there's a, a lesson in that as we look at that, it says it's, it's just so easy to crush it. But when we don't look at it the right way, it looks impossible. It feels impossible. Trusting God in the point to giving him your life, it takes you to realize that no matter what you've been through, there's nothing that needs to be held back. You can totally give it to him because he is totally able. It does, you can't look at yourself and say, well, I'm an impossible person for God. You can't look at him and say, well, he couldn't get me. He couldn't squash this. He couldn't do that. I tell you, God looks at this world he looks at all he has made, he's measured, he's counted, he knows every little bit about us and our surroundings, says that all this stuff is nothing, meaningless. I know you, my love for you supersedes all the things that we've made and spoken to existence. It says, verse 18, it says, to whom will you liken God? Says. Or what likeness will you compare him? Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about what you liken God to? We uh, often kind of have to compare things to try to get the the balance, if you will, of what it would be. It says, uh, as for an idol, a, a, a craftsman as it casts it, a goldsmith as he plates it with gold, a silversmith fashions with silver chains. Uh, you know, there's there's different things as you can sit there And uh, uh, think about it you know the master builder we've heard him called there's all different kinds of things but the greatest thing that we can do is we can call him god we can call him our lord we can call him the creator but most importantly call him our savior a lot of people need to know that that he is our savior he's able to save us and he cares for us so so very much it says he doesn't grow weary or tired. He says he gives strength to those that are weary. There's some that are so weary this to, tonight. They're weary. Uh, some of you in here may be weary. Some people that may be hearing this later, uh, we, we know is growing weary in some way. But it says, but him who lacks the power, whoever lacks understanding, whoever lacks in their life, lacks anything. There's things missing. It says that he will... Not just restore you, renew you. Uh, one of the precious words in this is, in passage is that He will give you new strength, new strength, fresh, never used, not one owner. You know, it's not one of those things. It, it's it's not the low mileage, it's polished up real nice, looks good strength. It is the brand spanking new, shiny, even has that new car smell kind of thing going on. You you get into that, and you you know it's brand spanking new. He did that for you. He did that for me. He will help us and grow us. The problem that we seek in our lives is that when we when we seek strength, we often look in the wrong places or we leave it to the last resort. We don't need to leave these things to the last resort. God needs to be the ever. Uh, the ever-present uh, thing in our life that when we have a problem, that's the first thing we go to. When something is stressing us, when something is uh, backing us in a corner, when we have the issues of life that come up, whether it's health, whether it's family problems, whether uh, it is uh, financial problems, things of this nature, God is the one that will help us. And I love how he uses how he says he'll mount up with wings uh, like eagles. Uh, you know, I I love the opportunity Melissa and I had. We got to go to Alaska. Uh, it's something I talk about a lot. I, I've absolutely loved that trip. One, there's a few things that I wanted that trip. I wanted to see a whale. I wanted to see a bald eagle and a couple other things that, that happened, Iceberg, uh, things like that. I loved that trip. But I remember there was so many eagles out there I just couldn't believe it um, I, I grew up in a in Florida there was bald eagles we had in Florida that they were nesting in trees I, I remember seeing them but as I've gotten older you know some things that you saw as a kid looked huge you get older they look really small well the eagle didn't do that he's still he was pretty big um, they're interesting uh Uh, creatures they're very strong uh, very powerful wings Uh, you can see them swooping into the ocean and they go and they grab those fish with their claws and they grab them and they come up I mean they got fish that I'd be proud of to catch you know what I'm saying then it's not some little thing these things about that big and they're going to feed their babies or themselves or whatever and it's amazing because it's almost like that it doesn't even slow them down they just swoop grab and go I sat there and I was well, if I was an eagle and I was doing that, I'd be out of breath by the time I got down to the water. So no, but that wouldn't be the case. The strength that God gives us, he says you'll, you'll be able to mount up, you'll be able to go for. you'll be able to take on, you'll be able to out, go out there and grab, get a hold of life and be able to have that strength that doesn't get bogged down that doesn't grow weary it's one that will focus on god and that will just take off in a way that we never could imagine imagine running and not getting tired imagine being able to walk and never get weary you know there's there's many times where we complain about have to do little things in life because we have to exert energy we have to get up and do something and uh you know sometimes we are we are like the the greatest complainers uh, about what we need to do but I've told people time and again I've been I've been on both receiving sides of this I've I've been able to personally experience what it's like to trust in your own strength and get that weary feeling but I've also been able to have that confidence in God and to be able to mount up on those wings like eagle's wings and take on the, the task and the responsibility he's put before us and really actually not get tired. I've had people ask me all the time, This is one of the questions I get asked a lot, boy, aren't you tired? Aren't you getting wore out? You need a vacation. You need to go do something. Well, God's provided the vacation. It's just a little bit wild down the road. But I'm like, man, I'm not ready to go. I'm it's like we're hitting our stride we're starting to get going again I don't want to quit I don't want to stop and it's it's one of those feelings that man it's it's great because God is leading he's guiding he's directing and when you know you're being obedient to that there's nothing that can stop you because God is the one doing that it's it's not your strength my personal strength is weak when when it says he who lacks, uh, uh, who, he who lacks in, in might, uh, God will increase in, in power. That's been a. There's been times in my life I've I've had that prayer. I've cried that prayer. It says though youth grow weary and tired. As you know, I, I like to think I'm still fairly young and I can do things. But man, the morning time it's starting to show. You know the young is wearing off. The stretching, the ibuprofen—they tell me it's getting worse. If it gets much worse, I'm really need to pray this through. (laughs) But uh, it talks about how vigorous young men stumble badly. That gives me hope. You know, I can still catch up with them. But joking aside, this is something that should greatly, greatly thrill us, greatly f- help us fall more in love with Christ and know how much he cares for us, that he won't let his people just fall by the wayside. It says he will give us that newness that we need. For some people, it's not going to be a newness of waking you up and you becoming a professional af- athlete because you love God. It's not that kind of strength. It's the strength that goes past our understanding, as he says. It's the strength that when we're sitting in a hospital, we're suffering. We're in a doctor's office and get bad news. We're sitting at home and it's just not doing like what we want. It's not that picture of home like we, we have or as God wants it. It's 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 when our parents are we see them aging and, and, and getting older, we see our siblings getting sick, we see uh, the obituaries having our friends' names in them all the time. It's dealing with, with life itself. God gives you that strength, and I'm telling you, I'm glad it's new and I'm glad it's fresh. Because if it was the old stuff I was carrying, if it's the old stuff you were carrying, guys, it would just crumble and fall apart. When there's ever any ever weight on it, it would just go away. It wouldn't be worth anything. The endurance that God has is so great. Uh, some of the things that Uh, You learn as, as, well, when I was younger and was actually in some kind of shape, it was more or less endurance was more important than actual brute strength. They call it explosive energy. You can have explosive energy and do something really good really fast, but it's also really quick and it goes away just as fast as it came. Well, endurance is to be able to, to so maybe not be the fastest at the start, but since you don't slow down, since you don't have to take a break, you can finish well. I remember training for a bike a bike ride that we had, and I remember I trained for that and trained for that. And the only thing I could look at was the miles. It was like 90, 96 miles, 93 miles, something like that. 96 sounds better because that's more mileage um, but uh, it was a, it was a, a lot of miles and I kept looking at that and that's the only thing I'd look at man that's long I don't think I could pedal that far I don't think I could do that well then we've started to put it in perspective they're like one of my friends that was helping me he, he started putting uh, different landmarks in mind he said can you can you ride to this point yeah I can do that he said, can you get up this hill? Yeah, I can do that. Can you get down that road to the end, to the end of the stop sign? I said, I can do that. And he's like, can you ride to Walmart? I was like, I, yeah, I can do that. I mean, we started setting landmarks. Instead of focusing on a number, we started focusing on something that was had more substance in it, something that had more of a goal setting than reaching just something smaller or, or just a number see with well, god we he wants us to set things he says we need to put our eyes and have our eyes set up high throughout the scriptures through the old testament and new testament you'll find he says where's my help come from my help comes from the hills okay he's he's telling you my help comes from up here it's not from down here he says set your eyes on things that are above not things on the earth he he teaches us That if we just keep our head down and focus on that one little thing, that it just, it crashes our life. We want to be useful Christians. We want to be useful people at the church. We want to be able to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. We have to trust that God holds that and that he's bigger than all this stuff. Again, going back to this uh, over in the the beginning of chapter forty where God talks about the world and talks about really it's, it's just not that big a place to him. It's not that big a deal. He can handle it. I like to I, I like to look at things like that where where God can is looking down on us and it's it's not that he's up there sweating. He's not trying to figure out a new networking system to help us out to be able to get information and how to pass a prayer and answer this. He's not figuring out a new uh, health regime. He's not trying to figure out a new uh, workout thing for us. He's not trying to rewrite a new book to help us have a better understanding uh, of him. He, say, he simply says, I, I, I was the same today, yesterday, and forever. I'm the God that made the heavens and the earth. I spoke them to existence. He says, I'm the one that breathed life into you and made you special, made you in my image, more important than any of these other things. He made us to serve him. He made us to worship him. And for all the things that he does for us, that is something so small that we can do back for him. It's not that we're worshiping him because that's what we owe him. We worship him because we want to. A lot of people come to church because they forget about how the bigness of God is. God is, God is of the size that it doesn't matter, really. He, he's not looking straight in on Robert O. Baptist Church and just checking off all the people who are not here. He's concerned about them. I guarantee we got people in here, including myself, we pray for these to God, that God will encourage them to come back. But God's not sitting here just so worried over them that everything else shuts down and he forgets about something else. Today. He could be concerned about these, the you and the rest of them and the whole world at the same time and doesn't stress them out. Now for us, that doesn't make sense when you think about it that way, because you're like, man, I'd be, I'm so worried right now just trying to think all the names of the people that aren't here, you know? You start, this automatically our mind starts going. But for God, it's it's nothing. It says that, behold, the nations are like a drop from a bucket. I mean, to be able to make that kind of statement is is just huge. Now you think about the world, uh, we're almost at seven billion, right? Seven point three. We've reached the seven point three billion, and it's a can you imagine that? I don't. That number is even hard to write. Okay, if you just understand how many zeros that is, that's that's about that many. Uh, if you write my size, that's a lot of people to be concerned about. Again, not a stress for God. We come up with all kind of computer algorithms and things to try to put together a, a census of people to try to figure everybody out, and it takes years and years and years to do this and put all that information together just to get just a, a few little segmented uh, uh, of uh, information from people that really is nothing that we know that is too much different from what we already know now. But god can sit there and he doesn't even have to think he, he sits there and he says miss birdie I, I know everything about you i know the number of hairs on your head i know all the aches and pains he says, i know the time you pray all the concerns you have sits there he says i know all about that he sits there and says logan says i know everything you're doing your ministry your work your family how you're putting in a, he says i know all about that you know he you go and god doesn't have to it's not even a a missed beat, he can just go right off the bat and know exactly who you are. Don't discredit God. Don't sit there and say, well, you know, he's just there when I need him. He's there all the time. We sing that song, he's an all-time God. Yes, he is. He's on time God. It's great to sing these songs. Guys, we got to start living it. I go down the road, I listen to my little girl. I got a video, if I, if I could show it to you on the screen, I would. It's, it's so cute. She's sitting there trying to sing the best she can songs to God. I, it just thrills my soul to be able to hear that. You know, I might be having a bad day, it might be something that's something's weighing on my mind, a little, you know, a little heavier than usual. And just a simple ride down the road and hear my daughter be able to sing in praises to God. It's almost hard to drive because you got tears coming, you know? And it's those little things. It's like I can't really just say thank you to my little girl. I got to say thank you to God. I'm like, thank you for putting that song on the radio. Thank you for letting me have it on. it. Thank you for letting her know the words and putting that out there and letting me hear that come through the back of my truck uh, over to me. And I know she's praising you. I know the other two were praising, praising them at the same time. And in turn, that just, it took all that aggravation I had and just went away. Now, is that the power of music? (laughs) Power of song? I mean, that that was more than just goosebumps on my arms. I truly believe that was God stepping in and he just, he made that way straight again. He made that guy that was behind the wheel that was getting aggravated over something that was going to the left or to the right, making it focus and straight again. It took the love of God to do that. It took his power and strength. I'm a pretty strong guy. I'm not talking about these guns, I mean arms, sorry. No, not talking about that because that can be easily disputed. I'm talking about stubbornness, talking about setting ways, talking about got to have things done in a certain order and sense for me. I'm really strong in that area, really headstrong, if you will, an easier word for it. But you know what? Our mind grows weary, our strength goes weary. We try to do everything ourselves. God provides that way, that his yoke, his teachings, his love, compassion, his direction, when we put that on, that's what makes this load lighter. It's nothing that I've done. It's nothing that I've sit there. I could sit here and quote things from books I've read and uh, quote uh, many things from people I've heard. And sit there and sit there and like, hey, look at all this smarts that you have and all this. It's nothing about it. It's, it's God. It's God that brings us into the uh, understanding of Him. He uses us as vessels, guaranteed, He uses us as vessels to help guide and direct ourselves and others in a direction He would have us go. But you don't have to be a weakling, you don't have to be chicken. You don't have to be any of those things you might have heard when you were young that made you think that you were inadequate. God makes you. He has you at a point in your life where you can be the best Christian you can be, the strongest person you can be and he's made you that way. One of the songs I sing all the time to myself, you're probably thankful that it's that way but It's something I bring up often. It's He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. You know, it only took him just a week to make the moon and stars, sun and earth, Jupiter and Mars. But oh, how loving he must be. He's still working on me. You know, I I love that. That's probably one of the songs. There was a a church we were at. They found that. I like that song. Like right before I was going to preach, they the choir sang that song right behind me. I'm telling you, it was at the time where I needed that music, that, that those words. And man, it was it, that was another one of those times. It was hard to stand up. But the funny thing is, those those big moments where God has truly moved and made a motion in my life, I look back, and this is really encouraging to me. I look back and it's how God strengthens others to strengthen you and how he strengthens you to strength others and it's God working in us we got to realize it's not that you're better than I am and I'm better than you it's not it's we know the same God that's why it's working you know that's why the strength is be able to be shared and we understand it I just wish that we could be able to have an understanding that we just don't need it at certain times. We need to stay in His strength. We need to stay in His Word. We need to stay in prayer with God.